Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Job Search Guide, where we talk with experienced professionals who provide insight and strategies that will help you land your next great job. Today on LJN Radio, we're discussing the topic of odd job interview questions. Many of us have heard rumors of strange interview questions, things like how many square feet of pizza are eaten in the U.S. each year. But how often do these types of questions actually come up in job interviews? And if they do, what is the correct way to respond to them? So to learn a little bit more about why a company would use these interview questions and how a job applicant can answer them successfully, we're talking with Stacy Harshman. Stacy's an experienced career coach and owner of Your Fulfilling Life, a career coaching company. Thanks for joining us today, Stacy. My pleasure. I'm very happy to join you in this radio broadcast. Thanks. And so before we dive into this topic of strange interview questions, can you tell me briefly about your background as a career coach? Well, sure. I, my background is in recruiting. I was a recruiter for 10 years. I worked six and a half years in a Fortune 500 company and three and a half years in a large nonprofit organization. And the best part about being a recruiter for me was seeing people land jobs that they loved and then thriving in those jobs. But I needed to make a change in my career myself because of some family situations. So I hired a coach to help me. And I really didn't know at the time what coaching was about, but I found that I really loved it and then began the training to become a career management coach. So I've been helping people find jobs they love for the past six years. And so, of course, a big part of finding a job is the interview process. As you know, today we're talking about the odd interview questions that may come up. Would you say that these strange interview questions, are they common nowadays or are they maybe becoming more common? Well, I was looking at a study and that was done by a worldwide global placement service and they found that 41% of job seekers had been asked a strange question. So I think it is becoming more and more common. Okay. And why do you think this is? Well, I think it is because interviewers have a hard time asking direct questions about personality, work style, values, emotional intelligence, perspective, those type of things. So they're able to ask these, what we would kind of think of as strange questions, so that it gives them some perspective and insight into things such as your personality, work style, values, emotional intelligence. So it's seemingly strange to us, but there really is a purpose to those questions. Those purposes, could you expand on them a little bit about why a recruiting or a hiring manager would want to ask these bizarre questions? Well, they're asking them again to give them kind of some insight Mm -hmm. into, for example, organizational fit, how your personality might fit into the organization, or perhaps how you think on your feet, because a lot of companies now are looking for people that can be quick thinkers, creative thinkers. So they're trying to get at those things by asking these questions that you wouldn't normally think of. They catch you off guard. They make you think on the spot. They invite you to be creative. And do the motives for asking this question vary from company to company or from industry to industry? Yeah, I would say the the new startups are famous for asking these type of questions. 
tech companies are also famous for asking these questions because, again, they're looking for creative people that can think out of the box. However, other companies have adopted these interview questions also. So it just isn't tech companies and startups any longer. It can be really any company. Okay. So it sounds like it's since it's growing in popularity, it's kind of expanding into different industries that it hadn't been in previously. Right. They're finding success with these type of questions. So more and more industries are looking at these questions and actually trying them out. And so in general, what type of responses would you say recruiters are looking for when they ask these strange questions? Well, I hate to say this, but it really depends. Mm -hmm. So you really have to know the context, including the organization that you're applying for, the role you're interviewing for, and, and the tone of the interview. So it would be really important to do as much research on the company as possible. You want to find out things such as what the company values. Is the company an innovator in their field? Do they thrive on creativity? And you want to talk to people familiar with the organization. Find out what makes the company unique. Then think through the characteristics of what would fit best into their culture. And when you're in the interview, you want to take time to think through the question and why they might be asking it. So how would that question relate to the company or the role? Would that question be a chance to show off your mathematical ability, critical thinking, or perhaps your engineering know-how? Or maybe the question is there to look at your personality and creativity. You need to apply a reasonable rationale to your answer, and that really will help you so that you won't go wrong with the answer. Okay. And I think um, it's key, too, you said that it's important to kind of pause and think about it. I think in um, interview situations, people tend to get nervous and think that they need to respond immediately. And especially in the case of a strange question, that's probably not your best route to respond so quickly. Right. There's no reason why you have to respond immediately. You can even simply say, that is a great question. Do you mind mm -hmm. if I take a few moments and think about it? And then I would suggest that you take a couple of deep breaths. Research shows that slow, deep breathing actually stimulates the parasympathetic reaction, and that's the reaction that calms us down. So sometimes we just need to take a few deep breaths, calm down, and then think about it. You also need to get into the right mindset. So if your default mode is this will be hard, your brain will look for evidence to prove that it's right. But if your default mode is there is a solution to this, then your brain will look for evidence to prove that that's right. So you want to be in the right mindset while you're thinking about the answer. So switching gears a little bit, I wanted to ask about some specific questions that people might hear that are strange during a job interview. And the first question I had is the what if question. An example of this would be, what if there was a movie produced about your life? Who would play you and why? So what would be your input on maybe why the employer would ask this and what type of response would you give? Sure. Well, in these type of questions, interviewers are most likely trying to determine more about your personality and your characteristics. Interviewers are trying to assess the fit for the organization. So when you're answering these type of questions, you really want to think again about the role you'd be playing in the organization and what type of personality might be a good fit. You also want to explain your answer 
so that the interviewer can follow your thought process. So, for example, if I were interviewing for an HR position, I might choose the movie star Reese Witherspoon to play me, and then I would explain it by saying, well, Reese can be funny, as she was in Legally Blonde, but she also can play very serious roles, such as she did in Walk the Line, where she won an Academy Award. And so how it relates to me is that I like to be light and enjoy my work, and then I also can be very serious. So when I deal with new hires, for example, I like to be light and have a lot of fun with them. But when it comes to something serious, such as employee discipline, I'm all business. And then what about if someone were to ask, an interviewer were to ask something uh, like a math question, such as how many snow shovels were sold in the U.S. last year? Is this just simply to see your mathematics skills, or is there anything else behind this question? Well, I think on this type of question, the, the nice part is, is there's no perfect answer. Okay. Interviewers are trying to determine if you have the ability to problem solve on the fly. So th- that's kind of nice. So you don't have to worry about giving a perfect answer, but you really need to take the interviewer along in your thought process. So in interviewing or in answering this type of question, you need to give the interviewer your assumptions. So I can take you along for my assumptions in this question if it would be helpful. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So in this type of question, I would just set up some assumptions. Like, for example, there's roughly 300 million people in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So I'd start with that number. And then I don't know for sure, but I'm going to guess about two-thirds of the U.S. gets enough snow so that you would need a shovel. Okay. So that would take it down to 200 million people. Mm-hmm. And let's set up the assumption that a snow shovel only needs to be replaced every 10 years. So then I'd be doing some calculations. So I take that 200 million divided by 10, and that's 20 million. So we have 20 million people. And let's just set up the assumption that the average home size is probably about 2.5 people. So I take that 20 million divided by 2.5, come up with 8 million. And that's 8 million homes. So each home probably roughly has 1.5 shovels on average. Mm -hmm. So I multiply 8 times 1.5, come up with 12. So my educated guess on that question would be 12 million. Okay. And would, uh, would a recruiter expect that detailed of a response? Or is that just an example of maybe someone who would go above and beyond on that question? That's probably someone that would go above and beyond, but I think the purpose of the question is that you can think through things logically. Mm. So you're taking the interviewer through your logic so that he or she can see that, yes, this person can think through logically, and also a person can think through a problem on the spot, because that's a really important skill for some companies, is they really look for people that can problem solve on the fly. So that's one basis why they're asking that question. Right. And it sounds like, um, based on the example responses you gave, that it's always important to bring the interviewer back to the topic of your skills and qualifications. So how do you kind of do this um, without seeming like you're trying to change the subject too abruptly? Well, the good part is, is that you can always tell something positive of about yourself at the end of the question, or maybe showcase one of your accomplishments, or perhaps even both. So, for example, if you get the question like, if you were a piece of furniture, what would you be and why? 
you might want to answer the question by saying something like this. I would be a coffee table because people gather around a coffee table to visit. Mm-hmm. I enjoy working with people. In fact, one of my greatest strengths is the ability to develop strong relationships. And I've been complimented from ma- very many managers on that skill. Okay. It's to demonstrate what your strengths are or perhaps an accomplishment. And then uh, usually at the end of the show, we like to um, kind of give you the floor to just give the listeners a, a last 30-second or so message or word of advice that they can take away from this topic. So what would you say you know, to someone who's maybe worried about encountering strange interview questions in their next job interview? I'd say that interviewing is made easier by practice. You can always improve your performance with practice. So I advise people to practice with someone, even a friend is helpful to practice with. And another tip that I'd like to offer too is that I advise my clients to prepare for interviews by visualizing a perfect performance in their mind. And what this is actually doing is training your mind to prepare for a great interview because in your mind, you don't know the difference between real and imagined. So in your mind, you've actually done a perfect performance. And that just makes it easier when you're going into the interview after you, your mind thinks you have done a perfect performance. And finally, I always like this quote from Brian Tracy, and he says, the key to success is to focus our conscious mind on things we desire, not things we fear. And with that final bit of advice and the quote, we will wrap up this edition of Job Search Guide. We've been discussing the topic of successfully answering odd interview questions with our guest, Stacey Harshman. You can find out more about her career coaching services by visiting yourfulfillinglife.com. Stacey, thank you again for bringing our listeners your knowledge and experience on this subject. My pleasure. And as always, we like to hear from our listeners as well. If you have any thoughts on this topic or you have an idea for a subject you would like us to cover, you can just email ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm your host, Jenna Konar. Thanks for listening, and I wish you the best of luck with your job search.